This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time now for Green Thumbs in Canterbury, out and about with the Canterbury Horticultural Society. Green Thumbs, Rayanne Lorraine from Canterbury Horticultural Society, out and about in Christchurch. And phew, Lorraine, what's happened to the weather? <laughs> My goodness, we are, we've really had it hot, haven't we? It's been roasting, hasn't oh, it? Yes, yeah. it's almost been like living in Australia. <laughs> well, it's almost worse in some ways. I mean, yeah. I was up in Auckland last week, so I, I got the tropical storm. Oh, right. And oh, my goodness. garden got the... Heat down here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so it's yeah. certainly been challenging, hasn't it? it? Sure, really, sure really has. challenging. Sure yeah. has. Yeah. I mean, the temperatures have been oh, much yeah. higher than that, that they've been used to, especially yes. days and days in a row exactly. rather than just... The odd one. That's right. Where you can cope with that, but in yeah. the three or four days in a row, no. No. <laughs> oh, some people like it, but <laughs> the plants seem do. to really struggle, don't oh, they? they do. Plants yeah, do struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Strong winds, mm. drying the soil out, so yes. even when you water it, the, it's being it sucked in the air. Yeah. And, of course, rainfall. I know we mm. all ha- people hate the rain, but we've got to have it. We do, we yeah. do especially for the trees, because yeah. I've noticed you oh, know, a lot of the tree leaves are burnt. Oh, um, absolutely. And yeah. um, our, one of our decorative trees we planted out the front, mm. because we were away last week and it wasn't getting watered in Christchurch, it's almost dead. Right. You know, you don't expect that to happen when they've got a root that goes down. That's right, but yeah. they need the rain, don't they? That's right, yeah. they do. Yeah. So what's happening in your garden? Well, I dug some potatoes out. So the, the, some of them were small and some of them were bigger, so I'm not quite sure what happened there, but I've still got courgettes coming out my ears. <laughs> no, no. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've, I, I, next year I'm not putting in two plants. I think I've got about 50 courgettes off them. So yeah. I'm giving it's, them to neighbours. Yeah. But it's such a good, it's still a good form of vegetable that you can use I, in all sorts of ways, can, isn't it? Yes, with eggs or yeah. in, in a stir fry or I've even grated it in a salad. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah, make yeah, yeah. fritters out of it. Yes, fritters. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. people make carrot cakes quite happily. Oh, you okay. can make zucchini cakes. Just the same way. Oh, okay, no. Right. So you know, there's yeah, all sorts, it's, and it's all nutrition, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. So yeah, it's, it's great. They are good, but they they've been Ooh. a really good. They have to be creative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they're not yeah. your best favourite, but they are no. very, very good. Way if you only can plant one plant and you want a lot of a big crop, <laughs> a, a good old yes. zucchini. Yeah. yeah, the zucchini. But yeah. somebody told me a wee joke yesterday, and mm. I'm sure he won't mind me if I carry it on. What's the difference between a courgette and a, and a marrow? Um, the marrow's just got bigger. Eight hours. <laughs> if you get that, you know. Yes, I do It's get a courgette that. in the morning. I know. At night time, I know. it's a marrow. Yes, so. I found that myself, yeah. actually. One day I think, oh, no, I'll get it tomorrow. And I go out there and it's, it's cute. It's a marrow. It's, <laughs> exactly. It's, and you can yeah. still use marrows. I oh, mean, you can, but... But they're not quite as nice, are no, they? No, no but have it once again if people yep. want to feed a family, hollow yes. them out, stuff them up with some mints and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... What else is happening? Courgettes, potatoes. How, uh, how are your how are your flowers? Uh, the flowers are. I've been. Yeah, flowers. I've 
Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, I have been focusing mainly on the veggies. Oh, the veggies. Although I do water my flowers, but not as much as the veggies. And, yeah, the veggies so, are more important. Oh, they are, the, yeah, you know, to eat. Sure. So I need to put some, some winter stuff in, like Start silver beet or yeah. something like that that I can Stuck use. in your brassicas organised. Yes, yes. And, I've, yeah. Oh, I had a good crop of lettuces. Yeah. Um, I've put new parsley plants in, so, you know, I've got a few things sort of coming along. I did put some pepper plants in, but they don't seem to be doing anything. Yeah, yet peppers mm. love the heat. Right. And yet I noticed um, in somebody else's garden that they've been quite stumpy this year. Yes, so I don't not very quite, tall. Not very mm. tall. Mm. Mm. And they've got little flowers on them, but they're only not very high, foot high. It's oh. like... Yeah, mm, don't know oh, well, what. no, anyway. you don't know. It, every year's different, and of course, the wind probably has a bit something to do with it. Mm. You just don't know, do you? No, you don't. No. But you just keep yeah. trying. Yes, that's exactly. what you have to do. Yeah, and you got your garlic in, but you said you got rust. I did get rust, but I did. It did survive. I yeah. mean, it was already quite good. Um, Size corms. They yeah. were yes, quite good. So I've dried those, and I am using them, and they are good. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think. But lots of people seem to have got rust in the other. For some reason, we didn't get rust oh, again okay. this year. Ah. And I don't know if it's because we do plant it later. later. Yeah. Um, mm. Who knows? Yeah. yeah it's, it's one of these trial and error things, isn't yes. it? Yeah. Next year, I'm going to put it in a totally different place, and I might plant it later and just see. That's right. Just you know, see. just try. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Good do. idea. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I have said mine, and I stripped all the leaves. I dried them. You know, out for a long time, so they, you know, it's no good putting them when they're still fresh and damp or no. they go mouldy. Yeah. Um, so they're all ready to get for me to get going and start using them. Mm. Yeah, we got good potatoes. Right. Still getting good potatoes, so they're no longer little potatoes, they're quite big <laughs> potatoes, but. <laughs> Because we don't use potatoes every night, but, right? You know, but I'm leaving them in the ground because I think they're safer in the ground than having them in than in, having them in a, in a bag or in a yes. thing. Like, yeah, yeah. And I've just recently put some dwarf beans in, just because I thought, well, you know, it's the weather seems to be going to continue. Mm. We might as well have a go at mm. at seeing if we can get some late beans. Mm. Worth a try. Well, yeah. what it is, it's, all it is is using some soil, isn't it? It doesn't right. cost you very much to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A few seeds. No, you don't. You have a few fruit trees in pots. No, I've only got one. Pe- I've got a peach tree. Yeah. We got two peaches off it. Oh, shed. good. So that was that was good to have a peach each. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> so. Good. But was that its first year or second year? It's the second year, but it's the first year I got fruit. Oh, yes. Well, you won't get a lot of fruit. So it's probably, you know, you don't want it to stress the plant with over-fruiting it. So it's probably two, two fruit is probably fair right. on the poor little thing. Okay, but <laughs> they were nice, though. Were they? <laughs> they oh, were. Good. Yeah. Excellent. It's worth yeah. it, isn't it? Yes. But as, as you as you're taking them off, mm. and you haven't got very many, but we've got plums and we've got peaches and things, you need to look for brown rot. Yes, and, I did. And leaf yeah. curl and yeah, yeah, leaf, anything like that. All those that. things that you can treat now so yes. that next year... They'll be they'll be happy, healthier and happier. That's right. Yeah. You might avoid getting these, these things. Yeah. Um, and also... We've got to keep the water up to all these things, oh, you know, the apple yeah. trees and everything else just need citrus. Right, the, you the, know, uh, have, the lemon tree, yes. Yeah, you have, just have to yeah. keep the water up to them because it really, you know, it's really it's quite desperate for them these oh, it, days. it is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, we had a, quite an interesting talk with um, Margaret and Jeff Allison about the dahlia gardens, the mm. dahlia beds in um, the Christchurch Botanic. Botanic Gardens. Yeah. And I... 
have been, watched the progress over the years and been quite interested to 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 see that they've been improved. Mm. Um, I've I, mean, I always love them because they you know what dahlias are like. They're so bright mm. and cheerful and mm. smiling at you. Mm. But I've just noticed in, over the last two years just what a huge change has been in them. Right. And so I had a talk to Margaret and Jeff just recently to tell us how it came about yep. that they got involved in in doing this. So mm. um, so we've got an interview with them we, and a chat. So let's listen to them now. Oh, this morning I'm talking to Margaret and Jeff Allison, who are involved, I can see you're involved with the Christchurch Botanic Gardens. So tell me, both of you, how, how have you got involved in horticulture? Well, my parents were keen gardeners. Um, we had vegetable gardens and flower gardeners. No particular claim to fame, but that was the way we grew up, with gardens. Absolutely. I grew up the same way. We ate nothing but things in our own garden. Yeah, I was very much similar to Margaret and at primary school I had a school garden, vegetable garden and my father and I used to grow vegetables and I would take mine into the auction rooms in Bedford Row to earn some pocket money because you had to earn pocket money in those days, (laughs) it wasn't just given. And then when we lived in the Marlborough Sounds I ventured into property maintenance which included landscaping and arboring. But we continue, both of us continue to follow the old-fashioned home gardening. Yeah, and there's, look, there's nothing. I've, just this year I put in potatoes, my own, you know, in the garden instead of having a few in pots. Wow, are we enjoying the fresh, you know, just dig them up in, in the pot within half an hour. It's great. Right, now, you're here because you're going to talk about dahlias. So when did you get really interested in dahlias, Margaret? Our interest in dahlias really was tied in with joining the Friends of the Botanic Gardens. Hadn't really thought too much about dahlias, but I was wandering through here after we'd retired. We'll volunteer, do a couple of hours a week. And uh, we joined the Friends of the Botanic Gardens, and we were lucky enough to be assigned to Section D, which includes the Central Rose Garden, the Dahlia Border and the Peace Bell area. Well, you've in seventh heaven, were you? No, we didn't see it. We didn't see it that, <laughs> see it that way, way. <laughs> because neither of us had ever grown dahlias. Oh, right. Um, so when we were given that particular part to do, we sort of felt really, we really struggled to think. Well, we don't know anything. You better tell us. And the curator at the time did show us very kindly she must have had a lot of patience and that really was the start of our journey into dahlias um, well how long ago would that have been this is our fifth year i think okay so you've done wonders in five years we're very new to them and we're um, we're still learning um, but we feel that we've made quite a lot of progress when you look at the beds Yes, well, if any of our listeners haven't gone, and it's surprising how many people in Christchurch forget to come to the Botanic Gardens, do go and have a look at them. They're gorgeous. Yes, I guess our starting point was the curator at the time needed a hand with deadheading. So she took the chance 
or opportunity to introduce us to deadheading, which was completely new to us. Um, okay, yes. Yeah, and then um, it was how far down do you do you actually make the first cut? And so she had to show us that, how far down to go to look for the new bud. And of course that, we were very slow. And, uh, but she never, she never gave up hope with us. <laughs> well, thank heavens. <laughs> yeah, so um, as I said, no, we had no um, thoughts when we came here that dahlias is where we would, would end up. Um, yeah. And they've just grown on you to, you know? Well, we thought if we're going to do dahlias, we better find out something about them. So that was a huge challenge. We decided, right, we are going to do them and we are going to learn. And then we thought, well, how are we going to learn yeah. other than being shown? There's a lot more to that. Yeah. yeah. yeah the the uh, curator later on in the season showed us how to lift and divide dahlias. And uh, prior to that, though, the, the bed that we started in was fallen and trampled. And Jeff tried to get a few to stand up, so there was a bit of staking going on. So we were given help, given a guidance to deadhead, to stake dahlias, and to lift and divide and plant again. So when did the decision come that you were going to do this big upgrade? A new curator came along and said, the dahlias are all yours. Wow, and that is what the shock was, because we thought, well, we're going. This is a botanic garden. So we're going to have to know something more than we we know now. Um, so then we looked at the beds and thought, well, people can't see the dahlias. These beds need some paths through them to give people access. So now, tell me, who who taught you about dahlias? I guess the person who taught us first off about what they looked like and what should happen with them was the first curator we worked with. The Did you just get, do some reading or? No, we um, decided we'd better join the Canterbury Dahlia Circle oh, okay. because quite a number of the breeders' names out there were Canterbury people. So we joined the Canterbury Dahlia Circle and in that circle there are a number of the breeders, judges, technical advisors and people who had lots of experience mm. and they were only too happy to help us. The breeders and that that we were able to network with were extremely helpful um, and then that will lead us on probably to the doctor, Keith Hammett, because mm. I, I think, uh, is it over around two thirds of the ones cultivars in the collection have his name on yes. it? Yes, he's a very famous about, man. There's mm. about a third um, have, uh, have Dr. Hammett's. He came down for the National Horticultural Society meeting in April. Um, 2021, and he spent an afternoon with us. We collected him from the airport, so he, he was all there for us. And we went, took him out to the beds. He verified those dahlias that were his. 
he um, had a look at the um, species dahlias that we had and got rid of those that weren't species. They again were volunteer seedlings. They were very pretty flowers, but they had no claim to fame at all and they were out. <laughs> so by the time um, he had gone through that, identified his cultivars that were out there, looked at the species dahlias, um, we were well on the way to getting the collection up to and running as it is, as you see it today. And who designed the paths and did you too have to put them in? I did and I put them in, um, most of them. There was, there was one small, yeah. no there wasn't, no they're, sorry they weren't. I designed, I thought well they should go there and then the curator um, obtained the edging for mm. me and then the decision was made to put the black bark on mm. once again. Um, yeah, and when we when we designed them, uh, we had in mind well the public need to be able to to see them, and if you're just confined to the lawn, you're not you're not mm. going to see the really nice ones at yeah, the back. Yeah. yeah, so it did upset some people. Um, some were quite up. Some of the public were quite upset that they could no longer walk through them. Oh, just freely. Yeah, mm. yeah, but they've oh. seemed to have got over it now. Oh, well, they're so beautiful now. Yes. Mm. Are there different types of dahlias? You talk about species and cultivars. Yeah, there's, we have only New Zealand cultivars mm -hmm. in this collection, and the Dr. Hammett still maintains it is the largest collection of New Zealand cultivars in the world. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, well, certainly, in the, certainly in a public gardens now, mm. there may be somewhere in New Zealand, somebody yep. who's growing a lot of New Zealand cultivars, but we don't know about it, but this has to be the biggest collection that the public have access yeah. to. So he's been very, very keen on getting the species in the collection because the species, which are from Mexico, of course, um, he, he says are very, very important in a dahlia collection. So he's been paramount in sourcing them for us. In fact, he had some seed in his freezer for four decades, which he got out and grew for us, and we've now got them growing in the collection. So mm -hmm. his interest is quite high in this, in this yes, collection, yeah. and he's been able to give us the two, three coccinias from Mexico, which really, he says, are the mother of all these hybrids that yeah. you see. And when you look at them out there, you'd think, how could that be? They're so insignificant. Mm. But to yeah. just be bred up here. Yeah, but they are the mother. Um, oh. Well, have you got ones that you particularly like? Do you have a favourite one? I know you've got a, bought a box to show us here. Margaret, which is your favourite one? This is my favourite one. It's called Patricia and it's a collarette. It's been in the Botanic Garden since 1999, so it's been there a long time. It's not the most striking collarette. There are many exciting, brilliant, multicoloured collarettes now. But Patricia was just a sign in the gardens and surrounded by volunteer seedlings. Very pretty flowers and I saw her 
about three, four years ago, just a tiny little flower, and I thought, that has to be Patricia, so we tied her off and let it winter over, and that tying off the tube, we pulled the tuber up and planted her, and, and uh, we've still got her. And that's why she's a favourite. I saved her. Hmm. From extinction. From extinction. Mm, just about. Yes. And is it called a colorex? It's got that second row of mm. petals around the middle. That's mm, correct. That's what yes. they're called. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is very pretty. Yes. People but should go and have a look in the gardens. The tuba, when we pulled it up, would have been half the size of your little finger. Really? And it survived. And I thought, you're not going to live, dear. <laughs> wow. Oh, well, but she decided, you she, yeah. she decided she was going to live. Oh, well, that's lovely. Place. So what about your one now, Jeff? I oh, know, we've got... Well, one of my favourites, this is a Keith Hammett one, and it's a single, it's mm. the simplicity I like, mm. and it's called Octopus. Oh, really? Yes, and uh, the public like it too, and the bees especially like it. Well, it's it, big and it's open, isn't yes, it? Mm. Yes, yes. And, and it's yellow and red mm. for people who can't see it. <laughs> Mm. And what have you got there? Some tiny little this thing. This is a tiny species dahlia. It's called Dahlia murkii. It grows to about a metre high. And the reason that I like it is that when I look at the wind blowing, the thin stems just wave oh, in the wind. Yes. It's very strong. And the other thing about it too is that it smells like a dahlia. Very, very strong smell. Dahlias don't have a particularly pleasant smell, but this, when you cut it, smells very much like a dahlia. It's a true dahlia. Yeah, it's mm. gorgeous. And it's only yes. about, what, inch and a half? It's about an inch and a half. Yeah, across, mm. yes. yes. Yeah. But does a, a big bush that has lots of flowers on it? It is quite big. Uh, we we put three or four uh, tubers down, so it gives a, a show. girth mm. and mm. a show. Uh, yeah, it, 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 and it flowers early in the season and lasts through to late in the season. Oh, and, that's it's, and it's just that one colour, mm. the, the light? Yes, yes. Wow. Many of the species, uh, dahlias, are mauve, lavender, lilac okay. type uh, okay. colours. Yes. Mm. And they grow well in Christchurch by the looks of things, looking around the gardens. They do. All, all days, yeah. I meant. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. These little ones do, these little species do. The other species, the tree dahlia, imperialis, grows exceptionally well, foliage-wise, but it doesn't flower until late in the season, so end of April. And if we get storms or heavy frost, that's the end of them. Oh, right. Hmm. Yes, yeah. Oh, look, the size of this one. My goodness. Sorry. This is the other wow. one of my oh, favourites because oh. I like the simplicity, but I like the complexity um, wow. of this. This is a fimbriated, a medium fimbriated. It looks like coral. Yeah, it looks... Someone said to us the other day, some of these dahlias look like they've been created by a computer. But if anybody wants to know about it, they can they come can along come to Garden, Garden Life. Life. Garden yes. Life on the... First of March? Mm. Would be, yes, first of March, yes. 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 Be one o'clock in the afternoon and seven o'clock at night, isn't it? Yes. And you'll be speaking and I guess you'll be showing some photos of your wonderful ones. And and you'll be there to answer questions about 
any difficulties and as long as they're not too technical <laughs> oh no no these will be people who are very very keen gardeners so but it's been lovely talking to you and i think we're slowly getting uh, yes, running yeah. out of time so yeah. i know there's so much we else we could hear but if there's opportunities coming for anybody who'd like to come along so thank you both very much for coming in today mm. thank you thank you And I think one thing that's really important for us to think about, Lorraine, and I know that um, you will know this too, that when you start watering your plants, mm. especially in the evening, and this water's been lying in those hoses over the daytime, mm. you must run out that hot water. First. Because it is absolutely scorching hot and you'll just burn your plants. So right. that's something I think everybody just needs to take on board and remember. Mm. Do you find you have to do that? Um, I probably don't think about that, actually. <laughs> no, well, I didn't think about it until I nearly burnt myself, you know. Oh, so I think okay. we have to do that. Yes. Now, and I and, know, uh, sorry, but we get told not to water at night. But I, I, th- I think depending if it's been a really hot day, sometimes you do have to water. I've been watering about 7 o'clock at night, just yes. not too much, but making sure that they're okay. Oh, yes, because it's, mm. the day is just draining them. The it day is just draining them. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I guess it's going to continue. Um, we're going to continue this sort of weather for the rest of summer anyway. Mm. So anyway, if anybody would really like to um, to go along and listen to the story of the dahlias, as we've mentioned in the interview, it will be at the kiosk in the Botanic Gardens on Wednesday the 1st of March. There's a 1 o'clock in the afternoon um, session and 7 o'clock at night and mm. um Jeff and Margaret will be there to talk and answer questions. So if anybody would like to go, they'd be very welcome. And maybe, if you can, go and look at the gardens before oh, yes. before the talk even. Mm. So then you've got an idea of, 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 of what they look like. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, so once again, we're out of time and it's happy <laughs> gardening again. And we look forward to March. My goodness. Yeah. The time's whizzing by. It is indeed. So, and if anybody really wants to, to know anything or ask a question, has got a suggestion for us, they can send an email into info at plainsfm.org.nz or give a call to 365-7997 and we'll try and get back to you. A happy gardening. <laughs>